Welcome back to another episode of Say Yes to Travel, where we've been talking to travel industry professionals in different verticals of the travel and hospitality space. And over the past year, certainly there have been a lot of challenges, but also in these challenging times, how these different businesses have been able to take and find opportunities and develop and grow something new. So uh, very excited because today's guest is actually somebody who I've known for quite some time. So it's great to see her journey and what she's built and and see where she's going in the future as well too. So uh, today's guest, I have Tara Capel, who is the founder of For the Love of Travel and Sojourn, which we will talk about both of those companies. Um, but Without further ado, Tara, thank you for joining me today. Really appreciate you being here. Thanks so much for having me, Sarah. It's so good to see you again. No, it's great. It's so, it's so cool, though, with the travel community. It's like you can connect at some point and, you know, your past, like, kind of come back around as well. Um, and by the way, so I, I love what you're doing. Um, I've always loved what you were doing with For the Love of Travel. And then you've got kind of a new thing that's coming up that I'll have you talk about a little bit more. But why don't we go ahead and bring our listeners up to speed? So for an introduction, can you share a little bit about your background and how it relates to travel? Yeah, sure. So um, I started For the Love of Travel five years ago. Um, and it's a group travel company for solo travelers in their 20s and 30s. And then most recently, I started called Sojourn, which runs four-week programs that are like study abroad for adults. Um, before starting for the love of travel, though, my past life was actually in fashion. So I worked in the buying offices at Neiman Marcus out of college. And then I went to join the founding team at a startup that was doing sustainable textile manufacturing. Mm -hmm. And I ran operations for them. And after about a year at 26, I obviously thought that I could start my own company because I had enough startup experience. So <laughs> I started for the love of travel. Um, but it was really a return. To oh, I love that. So what kind of like inspired you to get back to your roots with travel? You know, because I mean, obviously you were doing something a little bit different. Like what was, was there like a turning point or what, what inspired you to the, okay, I'm going to do this. So and build my yeah, own company so it and it's going to be for the love of travel. Yeah. You know, I really loved this startup hustle when I was working at Metaware, which was the manufacturer. And when I started thinking about doing my own thing and starting my own company, I came back to what had always sort of driven my decisions throughout my life. And mm -hmm. one of them was travel. Um, I studied abroad in high school and I started the first model UN club in Idaho where I grew up. Oh, cool. I studied diplomacy in college and then left college to move to Europe for a while. So it's always been something that's just been really core to who I am. And the older I got, I realized that it was such a privilege to grow up traveling yeah. and that if you hadn't, it could feel intimidating or just not doable. And so I really wanted to find a way to help other people have those impactful international experiences that I had when I was younger. And so that was really the inspiration behind FTO Travel and now Sojourn. I, I love that. So, um, which, you know, it kind of brings me to this this next question, because obviously it's, it's always been this evolution. And obviously, it's certainly last year, there was a challenge for much of the travel industry, to say the least, by the way, that's putting it very politely. Um, but many of us were forced to pivot and do different things. So um, what did you and or the company do? What did you focus on just a little bit differently um, over the past year? And and were, were there any unexpected wins from it? 
Definitely a tough year. We stopped running trips in March of 2020 and, yeah. and it was 2020 was shaping up to be a banner year for us. So it was oh. definitely a shock to the system. Um, when everything started to go haywire, we've really turned to our true north, which has always been this idea of community and taking care of people. And we started bringing people together on weekly trivia nights and connecting past um, travelers and allowing them to meet new ones and still maintain um, excitement about travel and let, let them feel like there was a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and then we also launched merchandise, which we donated all the proceeds to out of work um, people in the hospitality industry in Colombia. And, and we, we sort of, we, we launched, um, well, we planned a bunch of domestic trips, hoping to launch those, but ultimately didn't because we didn't feel like the testing was up to par and we could run those safely. And at a certain point, we just realized that the pandemic was going to impact travel for much longer than we'd hoped. <laughs> yes, and, exactly. <laughs> and we started thinking about what the long-term impacts would be and where the opportunities might lie there. And one of the themes that we really focused on was this idea that um, it would, the pandemic would have a massive lasting impact on how people work and live and therefore how they take vacation and how they travel. Mm -hmm. And so we started looking at this idea of the extended trip where you take your work with you. I guess you could call it leisure or vacation. There's a lot of buzzwords yeah. out there for it now, but essentially, um, people could go and stay in one place longer and work, you know, work, but also explore nearby. And it would really help them have a slower travel experience, which is something that's always been core to the FTLO brand. Yeah. And so we, over the course of the past nine months now, designed and launched a second brand called Sojourn, which is essentially four week programs where you stay in one place for a month at a time with a community of people and you we have set up your accommodations and a workspace and um, in your downtime there's a theme attached to each chapter and the theme is culturally relevant so the destination really acts as the teacher for that and we launched with our four initial chapters which were philosophy in Greece, wine in Tuscany, mental wellness in Bali and Spanish language in Colombia. And we sold out to almost immediately, we got a bunch of press and we now have almost 5,000 people on the wait list for our 2022 chapters. That's amazing. That's so many people. That was definitely a big win oh. <laughs> from all the, the mess of the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but it's also interesting because, we, I mean, you're tapping into what people are looking for. And I mean, yes, obviously things didn't go as expected for 2020, but kind of looking at shifting in a little bit of a different way, but then just staying true to, okay, this is what travelers want and how can we make it easier for them? Or how can we help like curate that experience, which is exactly what you're doing. And case in point, you have so many people on the wait list and they're, they're ready. They're ready and they're, they're planning for next year, which is so exciting. Like, getting chills just hearing about it. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing. So I actually kind of got me thinking, um, how do you choose your destinations? Um, and like, I mean, has it changed how you choose your destinations from prior to the pandemic to, to now, like post COVID arguably? Um, it, are there different things that you're looking at when you're choosing your de destinations? 
Uh, the initial destinations we chose were just based on where I had really strong connections from my that. personal travels yeah. uh, and places that I knew we could put together a really amazing curated trip that brought was beneficial to the community and wasn't just like commercial travel. Mm -hmm. um, I would say that where people want to go now in the short term has changed. They're definitely travelers are psychologically more comfortable with certain destinations and styles of travel. But what we're seeing is for next year and beyond that they're really still looking to go to bucket list destinations. Um, yeah. And so I think it has changed less than we think for the long term. Yeah. And, and actually people, I think so many people have had this, you know, reprioritization of, of the things in their lives and they're actually looking at bucket list trips more and those, yeah. those destinations that maybe they wouldn't even considered before. So we're, um, I mean, we'll get into this, but we're launching a couple of new destinations. No, that's exciting. Well, okay, so destinations aside, you're kind of touching on a little bit what I wanted to talk about uh, next, which is travel trends. So, I mean, you are, we're talking about bucket list destinations, um, maybe people staying for longer, but what travel trends are you seeing out there? And what are you thinking like travelers want more of or, or maybe even less of? Um, like I said, in the short term, people definitely want to go to places with high rates of vaccination um, and low travel restrictions. I think for a lot of travelers who are going abroad, they're more worried about getting stuck in a country um, yeah. more than they are about getting sick because- Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But like I said, in the in the long term, I think it's all types of travel. I think people are have been cooped up and they're just ready to get back. So there are so many different trends and I think we'll see both old forms of travel Mm -hmm. just as popular as new forms like the Sojourn product. Um, there are certain, you know, we work mostly in leisure. I think the business travel side will have more changes than leisure does, but yeah. we're seeing incredible demand for next year and beyond. And I think that's a trend um, other operators have echoed as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, regardless of what even the specific trends are, definitely there's going to be this boom. I mean, we are seeing this boom, certainly domestically. Um, internationally, it's it's obviously a, a little bit trickier, um, which actually, again, leads me kind of to this next question. You've been traveling quite a bit this year, and you've done a little bit of um, international travel as well, too. So for those that might still be maybe wary or cautious about getting back out there, do you have any advice for them? Like, what, what would you say for those that are like, mm, Am I ready? <laughs> yeah, I was an early guinea pig for international travel for sure. And I encountered my fair share of hurdles. Um, nothing insurmountable though. And yeah. I would say my biggest piece of advice would just to be do your homework about where you're going and make sure that up until, honestly, up until you depart that you're looking at the changing restrictions. Biggest issues that you might encounter is entering a country, not necessarily when you're there, um, unless you get test positive for COVID, in which case um, you'll have to quarantine and go through that. But I don't think anything that I've encountered outweighs the benefits of travel and how happy I feel being back in the world and meeting new people and having new experiences. So I would say if you're going in alone, make sure, you know, without a tour operator, make sure that you're constantly checking the restrictions where you're going. If you're going with an operator, then they should be helping you through that process. Um, I'm biased, but I would say go with a tour operator who yeah. knows the 
the local landscape and who can help you navigate anything in case there's an emergency that arises. Um, but, you know, I think it's time, as long as you're, I mean, I would also say be vaccinated if you're traveling abroad. I think it's the yeah. responsible thing to do. Um, but, but it's, we're running trips again and, and people are having a great time. And so I would say just take the plunge and, and do it. But, and, but you do bring up a good point as far as like, you know, traveling with a tour operator. I think all too often, you know, people, I don't know if everybody always thinks about that as an option. So do you think, you know, again, when we're kind of like looking at the future of travel, um, do you think that that's, that will pick up as a trend that we'll probably see more of? I do. Um, I think that people now more than ever are recognizing the benefits of having a professional either plan your trip or escort you when you're on your yeah. trip, um, especially when it comes to dealing with cancellations or border closures and just having someone who really knows what they're doing there to guide you throughout the way. Um, and I mean, I don't know if it's that people have been cooped up or that they're shifting towards tour operators, but demand for 2022 and beyond is quite significant for the industry. Well, I, I think it kind of like it, it lends itself well in the sense that people are acknowledging, okay, I am cooped up. I'm ready to get back out there. But uh, what, what I, they're also understanding that travel is still fluid. So they want to choose options where they have somebody on their team to help them navigate, whether it is, you know, booking with a travel advisor or having a tour operator, you know, all of that. It's kind of like having somebody, um, for lack of a better way of saying it, like hold their hand as they kind of like explore back into it on, certainly on these bigger trips. You know, I think domestically might be a little bit different, but on these bigger trips are like, yeah, I want somebody in my corner just in case because we don't know what's happening. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I, it, it's so interesting to just like hear and see how everything's kind of grown. So um, naturally in this time, you've kind of talked about this a bit, how the pandemic has let and allowed for new projects to, to develop and happen. Um, any new features, programs, packages that you're launching that you want to share with us? Um. Well, Sojourn is our biggest, most exciting project um, for sure. And okay. we are continuously launching new chapters of that, um, starting with the, our pre-launches of a history in Rome chapter and an art and architecture chapter in Barcelona. Um, we have some domestic chapters that we're planning and we will be announcing those in the next couple of weeks, which is very exciting. For the love of travel, we're seeing people Honestly, most of the demand is for our sort of, um, I would say our more leisure escape oriented trips like Greece sure. and Croatia. Um, but we will next year be launching a couple of new destinations as well for that. So we definitely have our hands full. Um, I love it. And we are hiring. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's exciting. But we're, no, we're very excited. And, um, and we're just we're just grateful to be able to get back to helping show people the world and yeah. um, start living their travel dreams again. Oh, I love that. I mean, I have to say, anytime that you talk about the itineraries that you have, I'm like, oh my, this is like so cool. I really want to go on these because for me, when it comes to traveling, I'm very, it's a, I think it's because of my background as far as being a concierge. I was so used to planning everything for other people. So when I travel, I'm like, 
Somebody plan it for me because I am just like showing up and I don't want to make any decisions. I'm going to enjoy all of it. So <laughs> we get a lot um, of type A people who come on trips who just are so excited to just have the chance to relax and let someone else take care of the details. So Sarah, right. maybe we'll see you on a trip then. Maybe. Uh, don't You don't have to twist my arm very hard, I have to say. <laughs> Definitely ready to get back out there. That's for sure. Well, this has been so great. Uh, I love that you took the time to have this conversation with us. Uh, I love what you've been building over the years and, and just to see how everything's just grown and evolved naturally, which is, you know, I, I think whenever anything sort of like grows organically like this, it, it's always really special. So um, for our listeners that have been uh, tuning in, where can they find out more information and connect with you? Yeah, so um, I'm on LinkedIn if anyone wants to connect with me um, personally. And the websites are for the are www.ftlotravel.com and then www.sojourn.travel. Um, and we'd love to have you on a trip or a sojourn and um, help you get traveling again. No, it definitely. Well, I, I, I'm, everything that you've talked about is, is again, really exciting. And um, I mean, just to see this whole wave of, of travel kind of come through. So we'll definitely be sharing all the links and the details in the show notes. Um, if you've been listening, head to that section so that you can get all the links and find out a little bit more about Tara, For the Love of Travel, what they're building with Sojourn. Maybe I'll see you on a future trip because... Um, I think there are a couple that are on my list that I want to add. So <laughs> can't wait. Can't wait. Well, thank you for joining us today. And for everyone at home that has been tuning in, thank you guys so much um, for joining us for this episode. Be sure to stay tuned as we will have more episodes coming up. But in the meantime, continue to say yes to travel.